Welcome everybody to episode 89 of Door Tunes. So this week, we've got a really special guest as always. Um, to talk to you about lots of different things. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Doyle W. Donahue, a composer for media. And uh, so, you know, far away. I'm sure you're anxious to know about uh, the Aliens game. So, yes, absolutely. So, you, 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 that's the newest release, Dark Descent. Right, correct. Yeah. And how did you come about that? How did that come about for you? Well, actually, uh, Warhammer, a very English sort of thing, <laughs> is uh, uh, led indirectly to it. I've, I've done a lot of games for Warhammer, yeah. uh, for Games Workshop in the Warhammer universe. And one of the uh, companies I worked with was uh, Tindalos. And uh, Tindalos, uh, I did some games for them, um, Battlefleet Gothic being uh, the main thing. There are two titles from them that I I, I, I scored. And uh, they did then did a proposal to Disney 20th Century Fox uh, for an, an alien space game. Mm -hmm. And uh, and fairly early on, I guess, as they got the approval for it, uh, they brought me in on it. Uh, I'm a good fit. <laughs> Someone they're used to work working with. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was kind of funny too. They, you know, they, I, I, they were definitely impressed with them. You know, I wouldn't say impressed with themselves, but impressed that they got this thing with 20th Century Fox and Disney. So, it, which is an impressive thing, you know. And for me, uh, they were thinking that you know I might have been. I think they were thinking I might have been a little intimidated by the whole thing, but, but no, I, I, I was actually. Uh, quite happy that uh, I got this and, and really looking forward to it because I've studied the alien scores, you know, almost mm -hmm. <laughs> since the very beginning. I mean, I might as well get into this sort of thing here. Uh, I, uh, I, I went to, when, when Alien first came out, I went to Alien and saw it about, you know, 10 or 15 times in a, in a movie theater. And, and I started collecting things. I got, I got the, like the original program and oh, wow. bought the magazines and, uh, and, you know, for fantastic films and I got to, you know, posters and stuff for Alien and, wow. and more magazines and the, the book of Alien, which is all the artwork and everything, because it's very artwork centric. And at the time I yeah. saw it, I was still being thinking about graphic arts and mm -hmm. being very involved with graphic arts because I did that all my life as well, as well as music. And so I was very interested in it because there was it was such an artistic movie. There's be they had H.R. Jeter doing you know the alien stuff and and uh, the Frenchman Mobius doing a lot of the NASA well not the NASA stuff but the the spacesuits and some of the other yeah. designs things and some of the alien stuff. And there was another artist I, I can't think think of his name right away, but he was an L.A. artist and he did a lot of the NASA interiors. And they were all very interesting to me, just because just from an artwork standpoint. But mm. also, you know, I was very interested in the in the movies too. You know, like the alien picture book there. <laughs> and so, you so, a bit of a fan. So I was, you know, yeah, yeah. Regular fanboy, you might say, uh, and of course, when the when the when the music came out on it, as a score, I bought it as a record, and I have it somewhere in my collection. I haven't been able oh, wow. to find it, but I've collected all their, you know, the, all the Alien scores and the rescores and the, you know, the remasters and everything else, you know, for them. And I, and it was it, it okay. came as a useful, it came in useful anyway because a lot of, you know, um, 
I think Warhammer, as the Tyranids, if you're familiar with them at all, are I think they were influenced by uh, the alien of aliens uh, for their uh, for their Tyranid race. And so there's a lot of horror that I had to do for them. Uh, uh, people have been characterizing, you know, Aliens as, as, as a horror movie. But, you know, I, I, I'd say it's kind of horror action, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I was really into the scores as well. And I wore out the grooves on the records, I think. And I ripped, <laughs> I ripped the CDs a lot so I could study them in detail and see how I was put together. And that was well before I ever got, you know, the job or anything. So... And then with Warhammer, they actually referenced the work of, uh, uh, you know, the work in Aliens for uh, their game for for certain aspects like the Terranids. They wanted me to do things for that sort of thing. So I had some experience doing that as well, uh, working with, uh, you know, with this concept, the, the alien sort of approach to music uh, for, for, for Terranids a bit. But then but this was uh, unaltered, unfrettered, alien <laughs> alien uh, and aliens music when i you know took on this job from Tindalos and Den disney to do the score so mm -hmm. you know i was less surprised uh, and more you know you know uh, really pleased that i i got a chance to to do this thing which i've been studying for a long time and so i was you know, and i was quite comfortable in that environment so mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was a great thing to do you know so they thought maybe I was, I was going to be a little overwhelmed, but I was more overjoyed. So, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. And then, how did you find working on the score in comparison to kind of other stuff that you've done, like Warhammer stuff? Was it any um, different? Did you have well, to yeah, it's a lot. Of, Word, Warhammer, uh, you know, is, is a lot of action-based things. You know, I mean, I did a lot of art, you know, real-time strategy, yeah, and I prefer that too because, uh, you know, the first-person shooter kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's just a lot of continuous, nonstop action, and uh, you have to keep, keep the tempo up all the time, and and it's all actions kind of thing. Where when you're doing first person, no, sorry, uh, when you're doing uh, RTS games, uh, mm -hmm. it's a little more nuanced. You know, there's not it's not you know shoot shoot bang bang all the time, although it can get to that point in a game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and Aliens is kind of the way aliens games uh like the one i work like dark descent is that it's it really is more nuanced i mean it's not it's not just shooting it's a lot of sneaking around you know and you know you know getting looking at uh looking for looking out for problems seeing you know something approaching on the scanners kind of thing and you know having quick encounters encounters you know and, and then there's discovery and storytelling because there is a story there in the game about you know like for the colonists or you know and or the people on the ship you know or, or in the industrial environments they have a story to tell and you're discovering their story as you go so there's there's more storytelling too uh, which i like but so it, you have a lot of, it's more like a movie, you know, it's, there's a spectrum of, of moods that you have to cover. And I like that. I like that aspect of doing, doing the game because I, I doesn't have to just concentrate on, you know, sheer, you know, balls to the wall action music all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Aliens, the IP is huge. It's been around as long as I have, you know, um, which is only about 20 years. <laughs> Um, do you not feel any pressure in that respect? Well, I don't know. I think having you know done being in the game industries for 
since about 2000, you know, I've, I've had time to adjust. So, <laughs> and yeah, this was, yeah, certainly an opportunity, but I always thought that, you know, working for, you know, for the Warhammer thing was, you know, almost equally, you know, prestigious, you know, it's, it's a very well beloved, uh, uh, you know, IP and, and there's mm-hmm. now there's games and uh, soon to me, maybe to be movies and there's definitely the tabletop stuff. And, uh, I mean, I've heard from fans, uh, you know, ever since I'd done war, uh, Dawn of War two, you know, I, I regularly get fan mail and people you know, reference to it. The, the soundtracks are still out there. I mean, it's on uh, triple, uh, triple vinyl, for example, and double CD, just mm-hmm. for Dawn of War Two. Plus, many of the other scores are also out there. So, no, like I say I didn't. I didn't really get to the intimidation part of it. I mean, it's definitely a little more eye-opening, like a splash of you know water to the face in the morning. You know, I yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can do this. <laughs> And but yeah, you know, I thought I thought it was more of a fun thing to do, an opportunity. I I really liked it. I really looked forward to doing it, and I I had I had a good time doing it. Yeah. And um, how long were you working on it? Um, only I think we had about two years on it. I mean, I came in pretty early, and they had a really really brilliant uh, you know presentation that they had. It was very good, and. Uh, Although they really sh- surprised me in how when they released the game and how good it was. I mean, it really, <laughs> uh, the early stuff that I worked on looks nothing like the, the final version of the game. The final version of the game looks spectacular. So, yeah, it really does. Yeah, really and really does. it's a very pretty game. And so, yeah. So, we had, I had a lot of stuff, some, not a lot of stuff, but some stuff to work with. Of course, when I, whenever I'm working with a, a client, I, uh, I asked for you know artwork and any kind of in-game stuff that they have, uh, any stories or you know the write-ups of the plots or anything. Said, uh, and that that all that really helps me get into the mood uh, and find direction for the game because we definitely had direction for various parts of the game because you know like I say it wasn't all bang bang shoot shoot it was you know like I said we had parts where they were discovering things and 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 they were unraveling a story that that was the back story as they progress through you know their travails you know they're always on the of course the idea of them always being on the edge of being dead you know because they don't do everything right so yeah so yeah there's so yeah but anyway back to the point yeah i definitely i was more yeah it was a little bit you know wow well yeah that's great mm-hmm. i mean i really had fun uh telling my my assistant my assistant is uh uh, Nicola, mm-hmm. and he he's in uh, he lives in Serbia, oh. and he he was wondering what the next game was. What's the next game? Is it? I sent him. I said, "This is the next game." And I showed him a picture of this really beautiful picture of this slavering aliens. This is this is our next one. So I think I think he was the one most excited and, and surprised by the whole thing. And I kind of vicariously lived through him, you know, because he, <laughs> he got pretty excited about uh, this opportunity and. Uh, and I thought, yeah, well, this is going to be fun. And it was. And it's out now and it's getting really good reviews. You know, people seem to be really, really enjoying it, you know. Um, and how, uh, just something that you mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned about the previous games that you worked on, um, some of them are on vinyl and stuff. And how do you find that? Because that must be nice to physically have something in your hands and kind of go, I did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have that. What just we said, I have it. But yeah. Yeah, that's a that's what this is. And wow. it's I got two here, unfortunately. So yeah, two. And you know, it's like I said, it's a it's triple vinyl. Yeah, that's so. that's beautiful. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of great artwork and everything as you can see yeah, and everything yeah, on it. Yeah, so wow. so, de so definitely a very nice thing to have. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I know. I actually, and, um, I collect uh, video game vinyl myself. And um, oh, yeah, that's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, and we're in the process. We're in the process of releasing the Alien score. Oh, wow. Uh, Alien's uh, Dark Descent score. So yeah. I think that will be coming up pretty soon. And awesome. uh, yeah, and I. Uh, I think the I think fans will really like it because mm -hmm. uh, let me get into something here. I mean, uh, have you ever gone? I ever had a, seen a had a favorite movie mm -hmm. where you really impressed by you love the music, you love the everything about it, and everything, and then yeah. they do a sequel and you're really disappointed because they didn't follow up on the music, they didn't follow up on the characters and everything. Uh, they just you know it wasn't the same anything near. I mean, it could. It could have been somewhat near to the the first mm -hmm. experience, but it, it, it but it just wasn't the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, 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 what what is that name of the that the Riddick series? Oh um, yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles yeah. of Riddick. The first movie, something dark, uh, black dark Pitch or whatever. Pitch, Pitch black. black. That's right. Yeah. And Pitch Black was you know awesome movie, great mm -hmm. plot, great characters and everything. But then the sequels were nothing like the no, <laughs> the first um, one. <laughs> Yeah, really on that, I loved Pitch Black. I loved the second loved movie, but the other one was just absolute garbage. Yeah, it's just... I, so, I didn't want to be that person who was responsible for not giving the yeah. or the viewers and the game players that, that experience. And I wanted to be as true as possible to the, the feelings and the emotions and the music as... Uh, as the first, and the, that we saw in the first three movies, I wanted to be as the, have the movie to be as the music as close to that as possible, so that people are immersed in that same environment. And I think the developers were, the, you know, they believe the same thing because uh, the I think they were very staying very true to the environments. I mean, of course, we there's added twists. We both added some our own special, yeah. you know, personalities to it and everything. So there was a extra things in there and the games uh, that wasn't in the other games before and there was some extra things in the music that wasn't in the original music but it was still profoundly an alien aliens experience and that's what i was really wanted to do and i think the, the developers were on the same page with that that's what they wanted to do too they we they wanted almost an homage to the to the originals you know and immerse people in that environment and mm -hmm. give them a satisfying experience and not disappoint them especially not disappoint them yeah and you can definitely see there's a lot of love that's been put into the production of that game absolutely both from yourself and from the, the team that built the game yeah, you know, it's just incredible. It looks incredible. It sounds incredible. You know, so, yeah. Well, that's, where we, that's where we're shooting for. I mean, that, we want it to be an immersive experience and get you in that back in that environment. And just because uh, I don't, I'm not other games. There's been other games and stuff, but I, and they're okay. And I played some of them, but yeah, uh, this was our opportunity to to really deliver uh, yeah. something profoundly alien and 
had the had the feel of it, the touch and feel of of the aliens kind of environment, and be true to the aliens IP. And I think that's what we succeeded in doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, did you play uh, Alien Isolation? Um, no, not really. I've seen I've seen gameplay, and I've listened no, to the no. scores quite a bit. You know, yeah. and I was interested in the scores, and um, also there was the another Alien games just before mine. Uh, Austin yeah. Wintry was the did that, so I, I listened to some of that music. As a matter of fact, I told Austin Wintry this, so I didn't listen to your score before doing my Alien games because I just want to be influenced. <laughs> but we were both we were both influenced by the same composers. Best, I think he's a huge Goldenthal fan, and whereas I'm more of a Jerry Goldsmith, uh, James Horner kind of fan. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so. It, you know, there was that. So I'll probably go now, now that the game has been done, I should probably get his score. I'm not sure if it's available yet. I think they're, they're still having, I, I think they finally did get it released only recently. I'm not yeah, sure. I think I'm, I'm fairly certain I listened to it on Spotify recently. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, I'll listen, yeah, I will listen to it then because, uh, but like say, and it's a true thing. I mean, you don't want to be influenced by something, you know, when you uh, by somebody else's music. I mean, you want it to, you know, remain original to yourself, especially if you want to be remain influenced by the, the originals, like you know yeah. Jerry Goldsmith and James Horner and uh, Elliot Goldenthal and John Frizzle and you know those yeah. those composers who worked on the Alien franchise. You know that that's where my influence is yeah. coming from. It's funny you should say that because I was having a conversation literally a couple of days ago. Um, with somebody on Twitter saying, American Poetry saying, I really need, I love this piece of music, which was the theme tune for Uncharted um, Drake's Deception. And um, they were like, it's such a great song, but it needs to not be in my head because I'm composing today and all I can do is do it in that style. <laughs> like it needs to just go away. <laughs> so I totally get you with that. Yeah, well, I call it, I call it song bomb. You know, <laughs> a, a song bomb is when someone uh, hums a song or, or something in your presence and then it gets stuck in your brain and you're listening to it like for the next four hours. Uh, some people call it earworm too, but yeah, yeah, I, always, yeah. I always call it song yeah. bomb. <laughs> yeah, the, the latest song bomb from the internet is this guy who you might've seen it. It's called uh, Planet of the Bass. And no. it's, kind of, it's kind of a parody of, uh, of 90s uh, techno, techno music <laughs> with kind of a... It's kind of an eat with a kind of an East German, uh, East German slant to it. I mean, East German, East European slant to it, mm -hmm. where they're singing in English, but it's not quite English. <laughs> you know, yes, like uh, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of the, one of the you, lyrics is when the music is glad, <laughs> no reason to be sad, <laughs> or something like that. And, and it's just kind of off and everything. And it's perfect, yeah. most perfect, and it just sticks to your brain and doesn't go away. <laughs> so. Yeah, look at look that up at Planet of the Base. I will definitely do. So, I do have a question. Another question. And it's, um, are there any other scores that you see out there, like, like for other games? Doesn't have to be sci-fi or anything like that, or alien-based. That in the last kind of 10, 15 years, you've gone, wow, that is phenomenal. I mean, a, a game. Uh, sorry, a little bit. The the, the audio is, is kind sorry. of wavery. And yeah. You'll have to speak a little slower so that this waveriness doesn't cause, you know, because yeah. kind of comes in and out, you know. Huh. So it's, say it slowly. Or something in the last ten years of like a a score in the last ten fifteen years that 
for a game that you've gone like, wow, that really you impressed mean, besides, you. you mean besides mine? <laughs> besides uh, yours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't listen to – I just don't listen to a lot of game scores. Um, okay. And although I've heard pieces of them and I you – know, yeah. Uh, like I go to the, uh, the Gang Awards, the uh, Game Audio yeah. Network Guild Awards. And so I, I get to hear a lot of that stuff, and I'm really impressed. I think uh, one of my favorite composers among mm-hmm. game composers is Gordy Hab. Uh, mm-hmm. he was, he's like the John Williams of, of, of video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, and he's a authentic pencil and paper composer. You know, he, oh, wow. he, he first and foremost does everything on paper and everything. But he, know, he knows how to do all the tech, too, you know, all mm-hmm. the computer stuff. But he writes on paper, and I find that pretty impressive. Yeah. And and it's it's very complex, convoluted, classically uh, classically influenced music. So yeah. uh, I really like what Gordy does, and you know, and a lot of guys like you know, I've heard some stuff from Austin Wintry and Jason Graves. Uh, I think probably the one of the, my favorite scores, come to think of it, of in video games was Jason's Gray, Jason Graves when he did, I think it's Dead Space. Hmm. or something like that yeah yeah and i have that score and i listened to that one a lot i really enjoyed that one. i thought yeah. he did a, a really phenomenal job on that particular score yeah. especially since he did kind of like a small ensemble sort of approach to things and so it was mm-hmm. really and he did it live too so but it, i thought it was really that was a really good thing i'd be proud if i was him i'd be proud to have done have done that you know i said that was a good one so and you know i've always i think probably one of the first you know Music scores for games I really was impressed with is probably for Halo, uh, yeah. what Marty did uh, yeah. in Halo, and and I mean that became sort of super iconic as well. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, and so yeah, as I start thinking about it, I start dredging up things that I I know. I listen to a lot of movie scores, though. I buy a yeah. lot of movie scores. I got a wall full of you know CDs from movies, you know, and which I study and because uh, yeah. I. I pick up new techniques and call uh, orchestral devices is what we call them mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that people come up with. It's not it, it's different than melodic devices or, or things like that because orchestral devices are, is just uh, I knew different combinations of orchestral instruments that comes up with kind of a different approach to things, you know, and and they're very useful to learn all these things. These things. They say something like uh, for um, a Hollywood composer has to know like a, a thousand orchestral devices, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, to be really good. And you, and some of these guys, you can tell they they <laughs> they probably know those thousand orchestral devices. They they really know how to do things like uh, yeah. like Howard yeah. and you know and Williams obviously and yeah. others, you know. So, yes. Yeah. Be similar to I've spoken to a lot of composers and a lot of composers when they're working on a new piece or a new um, game they will tend to maybe buy something for themselves like a new instrument you know because they need it <laughs> <laughs> well you know we always have the I wants you know mm-hmm. you, know, you, you get inflicted by the I wants but uh, yeah my toys are new instruments uh, but they're mostly virtual instruments uh, okay. Occasionally, I'll buy a. Uh, uh, I think the last physical instrument I bought was uh, a Fender Jazz Bass, a black. If you've seen in my promo shots, I, if, I feature that one in there because I, I rather like it. And uh, also, I was a big 
uh, Rickenbacker fan for a long time. I mean, a lot of my the rock and music that I followed early on uh, was English based. You know, Yes and Genesis and okay. probably probably bands you've never heard of that were European, like Le Orme or Grabschnitt or uh, <laughs> Triumvirate. You might have heard of Triumvirate. They were kind of like the European version of ELP. Uh, okay. ELP, I was ELP. I was really hugely into for a time. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't know if you like to hear a story. When I was uh, when I was uh, living in Europe, I was li- I lived in Berlin for a couple of years, and uh, an ELP came around, and they um, they had this. They were touring this this album called Tarkus, and uh, there's this uh, the first song Tarkus starts out, and, and they're playing live and everything, and they were like the first band I heard that had a stereo. PA system, a stereo sound system, because in those days, mostly it was monophonic, you know, uh, uh, the sound, they, they figured it, uh, monophonic's good enough for everybody, but the, the ELP had a, a stereo system, some Genesis, by the same way, they were like a, the best stereo system ever for their sound system, but uh, ELP had a very loud, <laughs> very super loud stereo system, but anyway, the song starts out with this you know, with a drum space and organ, and it's just kind of a, doing this arpeggio at the beginning, and it's kind of monophonic sounding, and everything, and and then Keith Emerson reached over to this massive Moog synthesizer, and hit a note, and suddenly I was surrounded by this sound of this Moog, and it was just, it was life changing. I was yeah. said, that's when I said, this is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So, so since it had a very profound effect on me, I mean, I built them at one time, uh, you know, from kits and things, and uh, when I couldn't afford them, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I wrote my own. I was a software engineer for sort of for some years. I wrote my own music software, and uh, so, but yeah, that that whole the synth- synthesizers really started for me. I was in bands and stuff, played a lot of metal and stuff and prog rock and everything. And then when synths came along, I started adding that sort of, that element into things. And I, and I went off on my own and actually recorded a, a kind of a prog rock album, uh, which I'd never released. And uh, with my own software and everything. And then software caught up and everything. And suddenly the computers got more powerful. And I was able to make all, start starting to be able to make all the sounds I wanted to make like around 2000 because you know the computer power was powerful enough to to Mm -hmm. drive these sample based instruments you know Mm -hmm. and not not just die even though it did die at times i mean i was always pushing the hairy edge of of technology on the early days (laughs) (laughs) i do something save do something save do something save (laughs) and do something crash and reload and then go back and try to reproduce it save (laughs) so so yeah but now things are a lot more stable and a lot more powerful and there's just and the audio possibilities these days are just endless and i have like something like you know four terabytes of instruments uh yeah virtual instruments and some physical ones so yeah so so yeah uh, there's no excuse and it was kind of a turning point too because it's a uh, because of virtual instruments that really leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be that a crappy uh, Hollywood composer uh, could get along because he had, you know, hundreds of of just outstanding musical uh, instrumentalists, you know, mm-hmm. an orchestra who were used to playing classical music and, and doing, you know, 
TV music or movie movie uh, movie music is trivial to them, you know. After doing all this, being you know classically oriented in their and their careers and everything, so they they were making them look good. They were making the composers look good. These mediocre composers look good, but now everyone can sounds good can sound good if they you know they have the talent to. I mean, it can it can sound good, but it's still there was a saying uh, in. Uh, and, and technology when I was uh, an engineer, and that was uh, garbage in, garbage out. And and it's still true today. You may have the best instruments in the world, but, you know, the competition is such now that, you know, garbage in, garbage out, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to stand out unless you do something that, that allows you to stand out and be, you know, a little more special than all the other guys who just threw a lot of money at their studio and yeah. made, made a lot of funny sounds and everything. And, you know, that, that doesn't cut it anymore. You have to, it, the level of the playing field, now talent actually matters. The talent of the composer actually matters. You can't just rely on the talent of the people in the orchestra. So that is basically kind of come to the end of the show. We've run out of time. I just wanted to say a massive thank you and congratulations with the new game, the Aliens, and anything Obviously, I know NDAs, so people can't talk about things. Is there anything else that's coming up for the future? Um, it's probably uh, I don't I don't know. I'm talking. I'm talking. There are some things going on, but like I say, I, I wouldn't talk about them because it's counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, exactly. and but uh, I, right now I'm just sort of enjoying uh, some time off after you know several years now yeah. just working constantly and I, I i'm looking forward to a little vacation time before things start up again and i'm sure they will start up again and yeah it, it, it always happens and now, in rest. the meantime I'm, I'm upgrading my studio and i'm getting i had the i wants for various instruments and i'm getting those <laughs> and getting them integrated into my template i, I think my template has over uh, 1500 uh, tracks in it uh, which means wow. 1500 instruments and and of course i'm using there's hundreds of thousands of uh, patches and instruments that I, I'm not using or mm. uh, variations of the instrument I'm not using. And it just that it just, I had that resource, you know, and it's always good to build on that thing. And it also adds to, you know, you know, energizes you for yeah. doing for projects and stuff. You have some new toys well, to play with. Definitely enjoy your time off and thank you. So thank you oh. for taking time to speak with me. Ah, thank you for talking to me. So I always like to blather on at times. So, <laughs> right. so. thank you very much. Take care. Okay. Yeah, take care.